Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Uh, welcome to the episode two of the BRM Brownback session of APAC region. I am joined by eminent panelists uh, Malni Jagnesh from Australia, uh, Avinash from uh, Delhi, India. Welcome, guys. How are you doing today? Hey, great, Suresh. Good morning. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good. So, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yeah. So, in this episode, uh, we're going to talk about. Uh, the BRM capability, you know, how can they address some of the kind of challenges uh, that we're going to talk about? Uh, but before we start that, let me uh, hand it over to Avinash to talk about some of the challenges that you have seen in organizations. Sure. Thank you, Suresh. I think uh, uh, some of the common challenges that as practicing consultants that we come across uh, is, is definitely one of the key challenges is how they can be digital transformation is ready. I think I think they're driving a digital revolution amongst their organizations and it's an industry vertical kind of a horizontal kind of a challenge right now. Mm-hmm. How they can drive the digital transformation, beat the competition and stuff. Right? That's one of the challenges come objectives that I've come across. The second challenge uh, probably would be more revolving around the, the technology front, or the, I think the, the, the technical mindset that, that, that individuals have while solving business problems. So, and, 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 and third is towards more uh, the time to market or the velocity bit of it, right? So how, how quickly we can roll out our services and products in the market and beat the competition. But I think, we, I think the best part about this, this discussion is that we have uh, a practicing BRM in our, our, our panel, right? And and Mali, I think if we ask the same question pertaining to these three challenges, and Suresh, please feel free to add on as well. If you look at these three challenges, and uh, as a practicing BRM, what is your viewpoint on uh, how adding the BRM adoption within the organization can address these three challenges of digital transformation readiness, Dissolving the technology mindset and then becoming more business centric. And third is improving the velocity and the time to market of their, the organization, be it an internal partner or an external partner. Please. Um, so, uh, Avinash, in response to all the challenges that you said, the, the common uh, denominators, if you like, uh, uh, are firstly that uh, IT needs to cultivate a very deep understanding of uh, business. Uh, So the way the the BRM uh, capability uh, can can aid this is that when you have people who are assigned to the BRM function, uh, one of the primary things that they actually do, uh, I would say the bread and butter part of our uh, job, is to embed ourselves uh, in the business units. So that we actually get to really understand what are the priorities, what are the pain points, what are their aspirations, uh, and slowly, in slowly and surely, start influencing that. So when we talk about digital transformation, what from um, the perspective of the IT provider, if you like, uh, the intention is to. Uh, uh, it's, it's to aim for convergence between business strategy and IT strategy. So we no longer want to actually come up with a separate IT strategy that lags behind business strategy. We want to 
we want to participate in those conversations where business strategy is formulated and we want to shape that right we want to make sure that it capabilities are considered when business strategy is formulated so the brm role uh, you know is is uh, uh, the brm is the person that would actually ensure that uh, there is an it presence at all those right conversations now what what happens is um, in in my experience you don't immediately when you when you show up uh, you know uh, and and you say look i am the it business uh, relationship manager that doesn't immediately gain gain you entry to those uh, very strategic conversations okay. so what you have to do you know initially is to just go listen and really try and understand the context within with within which the broader organization is operating and bring that intelligence back to it so that it can actually ensure that it is gearing up its capabilities you know to deliver because there's there's often like even though the aspiration is that uh, you know we should we should uh, participate in digital transformation etc the reality is a lot of the challenges we face are very much at the day to day operational level so bringing that intelligence back bring that as you know uh, bring that understanding of business aspirations back to it helps it actually work out what capabilities does it need to have right so that again once once so it's a it's a two way thing so on the one hand we are improving our understanding of the business on the other hand we are actually improving the capability of it to to participate and you know respond uh, to business needs etc so that positions um you know the the, the it provider uh, as a strategic partner so the brm has a really critical role to play in that sure my take on that uh, would be look at shadow it today a lot of times what happens is it loses its value because people say that it takes so long time to deliver something i can go uh, to a drop box i can go something outside so what i also see is how to process the value of internal it it's also very important because they don't have their confidence to go back to the business to say that we are doing a great job so it would be important for uh, the brms or uh, someone who could tell what's the value of it so that they are able to be able to manage that uh, expectations uh, better as well so i'm also looking at within the internal it aspects to lift the image of the it to deliver business value oh absolutely absolutely rich i completely concur with what what you the point that you address and the what point manli mentioned about i think somewhere down the line we the internal it function or the internal it provider is taken for granted for most of the activities that they do and and that's what normally we say we we do a lot of good day we do a lot of amazing work for our internal business partners but we just have one bad day and i think the entire reputation for the rest of the 364 days goes for a toss that's where probably the brm capability can be or the adoption of brm would be able to articulate the value delivered to to the internal uh, uh, customers or internal partners as we call it in the brm vocab a uh, much more precisely and then we'll be able to kind of move up the ladder in terms of the perceived value yeah. absolutely fantastic points great great good so in terms of the uh, the challenges we talked about um what does brm bock even talk about in terms of capability because it, does it mean that the brm could be a magic wand that they can address all these challenges or what elements of that we need to kind of think about uh, that could address these challenges i mean any any thoughts hmm. it's a it's a very good question i think 
I think if you look at the BRM book, and um, it, it it has been it has been uh, developed with a very specific focus of adopting a wholesome BRM capability within the organization. So although it it dwells a lot on the business relationship manager role, which 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 Malni is playing right now in the ecosystem and in our organization, but at the same time, it also provides on certain competencies. As a role and as an organization, as an internal partner, internal provider function that we should focus on, something like portfolio management, for that matter, or or business IQ, right? I think without delving too much into the bare and body of knowledge, because we'll be talking about them in the upcoming episodes. But but these are the things: so portfolio management, uh, strategic partnering, uh, and I think they kind of link up to other best practices as well. So I think one point we also want to bring home as a part of this podcast is that 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 BRM is not a standalone body of knowledge. We need to look at from an adoption perspective. It yeah. adds on and it kind of is a force multiplier to the existing IT best practices, yeah. or that you are adopting in your organization as well. Yeah, yeah Suresh, that's that's my viewpoint. Yeah, please, Suresh, our viewpoint and Malini's as well. Yeah, I think on Malini on this particular part, is it not restricted only with IT? Because we have been so much towards IT part of it, but the BRM as a capability should move beyond IT. So, give me some examples from a government perspective without IT, other business partners. How do we get it across to be done? Because I I want to go away from the world of IT. We have been in IT for a whole lot of time. So, can you just throw some perspective outside IT? Yeah, well, just just one point, uh, Suresh. Are you talking about the other functions such as HR or right? Exactly, that's right. Instead that's of right. the sectors, we are Correct. trying to talk more about the business functions, right? If I get it right. That's true. That's true. Okay, perfect. So, Mali, I think it's more about the business functions that we have uh, rather than the sectors. That is is what my my thought flow is. Yeah, please. So, I I think uh, you know, it, irrespective of whether it is IT or finance or. Uh, procurement or HR, um, the, the 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 BRM body of knowledge, the capabilities that it identifies, um, actually applies to all of these, right, or, or any of these for that matter. And what we're saying is, for all these typical, what have in the past been back office functions, you know, uh, clumped together as corporate functions, they they are all realizing more and more that. They need to actually build business IQ, and that they shouldn't be seen as being separate from the business. That they need to be part and parcel of the business. So, in the, uh, the I think what the BRM body of knowledge, um, what the BRM bo- body of knowledge provides as an extension to what Avinash uh, said, you know, about strategic partnering and portfolio management, it, it also provides that you know sort of two bookends to good BRM practice. So, one is the focus on Demand uh, shaping. So, how do we actually shape, surface, and stimulate demand for these services? And the other, at, at, uh, you know, at the other end is how do we actually ensure that there is um, uh, appropriate focus maintained on value, right? While we are actually providing, uh, delivering these services, how do we actually ensure that value is not lost? We we refer again and again in the body of knowledge to uh, value leakage, uh, how, and it's it's more than just um, ensuring that value is not lost. It's also ensuring that the value that is um, uh, produced is actually appropriately used and also recognized. Okay, 
Suresh, uh, yeah, so Suresh, just one point that you have, and you have raised a very, very critical point over here. I think one of the myths that you, as you rightly pointed out, is that it's, only, it's not only meant for IT, right? We are, we'll be talking about it. So in your, uh, and you are an eminent consultant in terms of uh, spreading the BRM awareness across the globe and adopting it. Have you come across organizations which have kind of looked at it from a non-IT per se and adopted in a non-IT environment as well? We yeah. did function we, or we did a procurement function. Yeah, we, we have had been uh, doing consulting with some organizations which are into a commodity trading company. Okay. We have done it with merchandising company. So their ability of the business goals remains the same. You know, increased profitability, time to market. But until otherwise, the, the every business functions are all enabled. They cannot do that. So uh, a common convergence part is to have certain kind of a, a overall understanding of business IT first to start with alignment, then the convergence part. So what they have increasingly found importance is the BRM body of knowledge has helped them to understand everybody to be at the same place, right? There is a common denomination to understand what do you mean by a strategic partner? What do you mean by value leakage? But some basic things that people have not thought about it in that facet, though they have done it, you know, without knowing it. The, the vocabulary, the lexicon, the definition was very clear. And that gives much, much more excitement to work as a team. And I also understand from my own perspective, this is a good glue with all these functions, cross-functional business units joined together to, to make it happen. So it's, 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 it's an essentially uh, driven by other organizations, not specific with uh, IT, but with HR, vendor management, procurement, because one of them uh, goes slow, then their entire race will get lost. So you need to all race at the same level to do that. Absolutely. And in fact, I was conducting a session and, and someone wanted to have a sports analogy for that. So I said, okay, why don't you think about playing a cricket versus playing rugby for that matter, right? Or soccer is what some, some on it. So I think BRM is like playing so soccer or to a certain extent uh, rugby where the entire team carries the value ball to the goalpost and there's no fixed role over that. Whereas in cricket, your roles are very fixed. So I think probably that analogy also makes sense. Sure. Good. Good. I think we can go long and long for these discussions. But as we said that we have, we have to make sure that we, we abide by certain time elements as well. And I'm straight away moving to the rapid fire. Yeah. Can we, can we, can we start the rapid fire guys? Yeah. Sure. So I think the first rapid fire question that we have is that uh, the business relationship management adoption can definitely play a very critical role in adopting the challenges that we discussed of digital transformation, right? Uh, the technology, breaking the technology mindset and the time to market that business driver, true or false. Uh, I think definitely the, the BRM capability is one of the critical, uh, you know, uh, enablers of uh, business uh, digital transformation and as well as addressing all the other challenges uh, that, that we have been talking about. Uh, however, I would like to say this. So I'm a practicing business relationship manager. I actually lead a team of uh, business relationship managers, right? Uh, but that's not always common. So I find many organizations actually don't, do not actually have a team or even a person uh, dedicated to this role. So I would say it's more about the capability. Yeah. All right. Good. Suresh, please, your viewpoint. Yeah, I think, uh, yes, it's very important. Uh, but I think it's also important to get everybody to understand what we are trying to do. I, I normally rely on Simon Sinek's golden circle. 
why are we doing certain things certain way because when you are inspired by a purpose and we all as cross functional teams are aligned with the goal or converge with the goal then it becomes much more easier so while i completely agree it is important but we need to create the sense of urgency we need to create why we have to achieve this as a part of capability and each and every one's role is important no job is below dignity so it has to be a collective consensus where we are actually achieving that then only it becomes sustainable predictable and and we can all achieve that required success i i do agree that uh, you know that all roles do have a part to play in this but in response to avinash's question i think the prm role actually has a really critical part in this because this is often the first indication to the rest of the organization that it is actually that it has a very serious intent to yeah. play differently right and in order for us to understand the why uh, why we are here what we are here and so on this capability is actually a way for doing that no i completely agree so uh, absolutely right i think i think uh, one one key point is 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 we have to adopt the business capability in the organization definitely a lot of time and effort and to a certain extent uh, focus invested in the ad- adopting the brm capability right and and i think that linking of these business drivers or these business challenges with the adoption makes the entire business case easier whether it's a business partner driven adoption or top down adoption or an it uh, provider uh, push adoption of brm capability linking the adoption with these drivers definitely plays a very critical role is what my point of view is yeah Good, fantastic few points. Okay, second, uh, uh, we came up whenever we meet a lot of people. I think one statement that they make is that BRM body of knowledge has been very recently published, and it's a very new body of knowledge. True or false? I think do you concur with the? Is it a myth or is it a fact? That BRM body of knowledge is a very recent body of knowledge. so i'll probably take it up uh, no uh, it's been there for a quite long time uh, for 5 years now but before that let me give you a context now uh, i come from a service management world and we had about um, iso 20000 2011 version had brm as an auditable process for you to get compliance right uh, itil version 3 had uh, B, uh, business relationship management as part of service strategy so there is an increasingly importance in the last few years uh, where there is an importance of understanding brm through the organization so it's not that something that it it already existed but not in the purest form but when you got exposed to brm box it has got a plethora of knowledge so definitely not true it has been for quite a long time so over to you uh, malni in your perspective how you have seen uh, that particular part uh i would also i would also say that uh, that statement is false that uh, and i believe that brm uh, body of knowledge has actually existed for a long time uh, so if you look at how the brm um, uh, institute has evolved right it, it, the institute itself has been in existence for over 5 years but before that uh, there was actually a linkedin group uh, with a very large membership um, you know a consisting of business relationship management practitioners and that's because there was so much traction within that group um, you know there was a, a move to uh, create the institute and formalize the body of knowledge 
and that bark has actually come about very much from practice it has been informed by practice it has been driven by practitioners so i would say it actually predates uh, you know the institute it's actually been around for a very long time and suddenly i myself even 10 years ago as a senior business analyst i was shaping demand you know i was actually looking at transition management i was so we had, i was although i was employed by it i wasn't actually just shipping out products and looking at value um, that is created and that can be harnessed by the by the organization so i think um, you know from from a uh, from a high level of abstraction i would say it has been in existence for quite some time well, absolutely i think uh, i think coming from a service man background myself i think when we look at the entire it service management space ratio i think they have alluded to the role of brm under very in the various processes going forward right sometimes it's sort more of a account manager role from a supplier relationship management perspective i think the the first time when i when i heard about the brmi body of knowledge uh, was in, is in 2014 and i said okay let's let's look at what is the difference and how it kind of brings in something extra from the other best practices that we have and i think what was a kind of a eureka moment for me personally as a practitioner and a consultant was that it it kind of deep dives into a very specific niche field or or domain which is business relationship management so if you look at the idle version 2 which came in 2001 it had eight books and one of the book was business perspective of it right which which alluded to the business relationship and but because the two core books were called service support and service here it kind of never got the prominence that it deserved yeah right and the same thing i think we look at iso 20000 processes their relationship management processes where we specifically talk about business relationship management so the way i see it it's over a period of time multiple progressive best practices have alluded to this body of knowledge at a very abstract layer at a kind of a high level abstraction they should be there these are the important elements but the how element of it was kind of slightly missing where we are my body of knowledge definitely provides a lot of details to kind of get it going so i think that it has been there for almost more than 3 decades mm-hmm. but the depth that we have come across and the focus that we have come across is almost for the last decade or so based on my experience so it's yeah. absolutely false it's an old body of knowledge gaining a lot of prominence now within our region for sure if i can fix absolutely yeah okay the last question uh, which is I, i'm sure i think this, this question will be close to everyone's heart is that uh, every organization knowingly or unknowingly are following some elements of brm best practices documented in the brm body of knowledge true or false i would say it's true uh, avinash so as i was just explaining a minute ago even 10 years ago uh, you know as a business analyst i was already doing demand shaping um, you know and uh, value harvesting transition management etc which are basic competencies identified um, uh, in the brm body of knowledge uh, i would say that uh, you know that 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 function uh, from until now has probably been sort of hidden or continues to sort of hide within uh, a, a great variety of role titles um but i think it's high it, we're moving to a, a situation increasingly where it's important to have uh, dedicated roles for this so you actually free up people's capacity to do strategic partnering so 
So otherwise, you know, if IT has the intention of doing of becoming a strategic partner, but you're only you're you're only giving uh, devoting resources for a very small portion of time, you can't achieve that. You know, you can't just show up at a meeting and then say, "I'm going to be a strategic partner." You actually need to nurture those relationships. Mm-hmm. So it becomes critical to to uh, devote people to that, to actually support them with the required training, to make those investments into strategic partnering. No, like I'll agree as well uh, because today, if you look at a lot of organizations, are very much tactical in nature. So they are still looking at service delivery, meeting contractual obligations, service level agreements, getting a CSAT score, net promoter score. It's very, very tactical in nature, very transaction oriented. To even think about strategic is is a, is a distant dream because we are on fire always. So the the I like what Mali said. You need to formalize a role as a BRM. Because then you are starting to focus as strategic one. It is not possible for you to think strategic when your 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 trousers are on fire. So it's very important to be uh, to be comp- to be understand the ground reality. We all can aspire to be you know monks, but if you are not be able to do the the ritual daily rituals on a regular basis, it's going to fail miserably. So until otherwise, there is a formalized evangelizing of the role. In the organizations, there's no way you can become strategic. We'll continue to do bits and pieces of it. It's not going to be sustainable on that. Perfect. I think I, I agree to the two of you. In addition to what you mentioned, and, and if we look at the rapid fire question, I feel that in every organization, we have hidden BRMs. Right? I think that's, and, and we, we might call them by different names or different designations. But some of these activities are followed. Not in a coherent way because there's, they, they don't know about it. I think if it, typically if you look at an internal provider function, and I'm especially talking about IT as such, based on our experience as consultants, we come across that the, the CIO invariably plays the strategic BRM role, knowingly or unknowingly. Again, the point is that they have to make sure that they have healthy relationships and they have a high business IQ. But they, there's no deliberation revolving around. It's more kind of a, uh, if I can use the word, it's kind of river river flow kind of thing that we are flowing with the river itself. The moment we talk about tactical BRMs, then there are project managers, there are, there, are, there are delivery managers who are kind of playing that role. Operational BRMs is played by incident managers to a certain extent. Again, the point of view that I have is that every organization has some inborn or in-house BRM capability when they are thinking of adopting BRM capability. It's very critical that they, they, they know and kind of map on the, the BRM capability and the role, who's playing that role and pick up that person and he becomes an internal evangelist of BRM and brings a lot of element of focus. The second element is positioning of the BRM. And I, I completely agree that the BRM is a much more strategic role. And when we look at the onset, having a dedicated role towards it kind of positions the BRM role that this, this, is, this is a relatively a senior role focused on building strategic partnerships with the internal decision makers. And that kind of gets the ball rolling, if I can say. Perfect. So again, to, to, to summarize the third point, all of us agree to that, that every organization knowingly or unknowingly is following the BRM best practice in their organization. That was the rapid fire. Yeah, yeah. So I think, thanks, everyone. I think we are we are almost close to that. But excellent discussions uh, that could come across from all practitioners and stuff like that. 
we are going to give uh, more episodes coming there but for now i wish you all uh, a great day ahead thanks a lot malni and avinash for taking time on saturday and then sharing your insights with us we hope that we can contribute as as uh, we said earlier please comment when uh, with new ideas or uh, things that we need to kind of discuss and we're going to come up with more episodes to do that for people um, have a great uh, weekend and uh, uh, we we will all see you again in the next episode of uh, brm brownback thank you everyone thank you everyone have a great day